Hello everybody, my name is James and I'm a clinical team lead here at Workplace Options and I'm here today to talk with you a little bit about burnout. And burnout is a term that we use to describe a state of emotional, physical and mental exhaustion caused by prolonged periods of stress. It's often related to work or caregiving responsibilities and it can have a serious consequence uh, on a person's mental health physical health, relationships, job performance, and so on. In today's discussion, we will explore what burnout actually is, what causes it, and what we can do to prevent and to recover. Before we get into that, I just want to give you an overview on some statistics from across the globe. And let's move over to the US. And according to a Gallup survey, two-thirds of full-time workers in the US experience burnout on the job. In addition to this, a study published in the Journal of Occupational Health Psychology found that job burnout costs the US healthcare system between 125 billion and 190 billion every single year. Let's bring it back to Europe. And in Europe, a study published in the journal called Occupational Medicine found that burnout is a significant problem in Europe, with approximately 20% of workers experiencing high levels of burnout. The studies also found that burnout is most common amongst workers in the healthcare, education and social work sectors. Over in Asia, according to a survey conducted by Regis, a global workplace solutions provider, nearly 60% of workers in Asia report feeling overworked and burned out. The survey also found that workers in Asia are more likely to experience burnout than their counterparts in Europe and North America. In Australia now, a survey conducted by the Medibank Health Solutions found that workplace stress and burnout are major issues in Australia, costing the economy an estimated $14.81 billion annually. The survey also found that over a third of Australian workers reported experiencing high levels of stress at work. And equally in Canada, a study published in the journal BMC Public Health found that burnout is a common problem amongst Canadian healthcare workers, with over 50% reporting high levels of emotional exhaustion. The study also found that burnout is associated with a higher risk of depression and other mental health issues. These global statistics demonstrate that burnout is a significant problem across the globe, impacting and affecting workers in a wide range of industries and occupations and it's important for individuals and organisations to take steps to prevent and address burnout in order to promote health, well-being and productivity. So what is burnout all about? It's a state of chronic stress that can lead to physical and emotional exhaustion, cynicism, detachment, feelings of ineffectiveness and a feeling of lack of accomplishment. Burnout can impact absolutely anybody and regardless of their job or their lifestyle but it's especially common amongst people who work in high pressure emotionally demanding fields such as healthcare, social work and education. Burnout is not the same as stress, let's make that clear. Stress is a normal and necessary response to a challenging situation or challenging situations. While stress can be energising and motivating in the short term, burnout is a state of chronic stress that leaves people feeling drained and overwhelmed. 
burnout is not currently recognised as a diagnosable mental health condition. And I'll say that again. Burnout is not currently a diagnosable mental health condition. Okay. Now, this is within the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders number 5, or in the ICD, the International Classification of Diseases number 11. In fact, burnout is often considered an occupational phenomenon, and the ICD-11 says exactly this. And it refers to a pattern of symptoms and experiences that are associated with a particular occupation or work context. The World Health Organization defines burnout as a syndrome that results from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. According to the WHO, burnout is characterised by three dimensions. Number one, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Number two, increased mental distance from your job or feelings of cynicism related to your job. And number three, reduced professional efficacy. Whilst burnout is not a diagnosable mental health condition, the symptoms associated with burnout can overlap with those of other mental health conditions such as depression and or anxiety. In some cases, individuals who are experiencing burnout may also be experiencing other mental health concerns that require professional support and treatment. It's important to note that whilst burnout is not currently recognised as a mental health condition, it can still have significant consequences for individuals and organisations. Addressing burnout in the workplace and promoting healthy work environments can help to prevent burnout and improve overall well-being and productivity. Burnout is a complex phenomenon that can be caused by a range of factors, including work-related stress, personal factors and organisational factors. There are some commonalities and here are some common organisational factors that contribute to high burnout. Number one, high workload. A heavy workload with unrealistic deadlines can lead to burnout. When employees feel like they can't keep up with demand, it causes stress and feelings of exhaustion. Number two, a lack of control. Employees who feel that they have very little control over the work environment, such as the pacing or scheduling of their work, may experience burnout. This lack of autonomy can cause feelings of helplessness and frustration. Number three, low social support. Lack of support from co-workers, supervisors and the organisation can lead to burnout. Employees who feel isolated or unsupported may feel like they have nowhere to turn for help and guidance. Number four, conflicts in values. Employees who feel like their personal values are not aligned with the organisation's values may experience burnout. This can occur when employees feel like they're being asked to compromise their own values or when the organisation's values conflict with their own. Number five, a lack of recognition or reward. Employees who feel like their work is not appreciated or rewarded may experience burnout. This can occur when employees feel like they're not receiving adequate compensation or recognition for their efforts. Poor communication. Number six. A lack of clear communication within the organisation can lead to misunderstandings and stress. When employees are unsure 
about their roles or expectations, it's a fast road to burnout. And number seven, inadequate resources. A lack of resources such as time, equipment, support staff can all lead to burnout. Employees who feel like they do not have the resources they need to do their job can easily become overwhelmed and stressed. It's really important to note that the causes can be different for each individual. Some people may be more susceptible to burnout due to personality traits or other individual factors, whilst others may experience burnout as a result of work-related stress or organisational factors. To prevent burnout, it's important to recognise the signs and take steps to address the underlying causes, whether they are related to work, personal factors, lifestyle or all of the above. How do we prevent burnout? Preventing burnout requires a combination of self-care and workplace support. Here are some ideas that can help. Prioritise self-care. Make time for activities to help you to relax and recharge, such as exercise, meditation or spending time with family and friends. Set some boundaries. Learn to say no to requests that you don't have the time, inclination or energy for and try to limit your work to reasonable hours. Practice mindfulness. Mindfulness meditation can help you to stay present and focused, reducing stress and improving mood. Build a support network. Cultivate relationships with colleagues, friends and family members who can provide emotional support and help you to cope with stress. And advocate for yourself. If you're feeling overwhelmed at work, talk about it. Talk to the supervisor about ways to reduce your workload or increase the support that you're receiving. How do we recover from burnout. So if we're already experiencing burnout, it's important to take steps back. Here are some ideas. Take some time off. If it's possible, take some time off or other stressful uh, activities, not just work, but take some time off of those as well. To rest, recuperate and recharge. This can help us to gain perspective and reduce those stress levels. Don't forget that if we're in burnout, it's unlikely that we're going to be able to act with the foresight that we need. So we're stepping back in order to get ahead of the curve again. Number two, seek support. Talk to people that you trust, friends, family members, mental health professionals. Share your feelings. It can help you to feel less isolated and overwhelmed. Practice self-care, number three. Engage in activities that help you to relax and reduce stress, such as exercise, meditation, hobbies that we enjoy. Reevaluate our goals and priorities. Take a step back and consider whether our current goals, our current priorities are aligned with our values and our needs. Number five, make changes. Identify the underlying causes of the burnout and make changes to our work or personal life that will help us to feel more fulfilled and less stressed. And seek help from our employer. If your burnout is work related, let's consider talking to our employer or human resources 
about ways to improve our work environment or our workload. But let's take a step back and go back to what we said earlier on, that burnout is not currently a diagnosable mental health concern. That's important because if it was a diagnosable mental health concern, what could happen is that we individualize that problem. And let's not take away from the fact that we've sort of said that burnout can be an environmental problem, a workplace problem, a culture problem. And leadership can take several steps to be more empathic and to support employees' mental health and well-being needs. In fact, there are several things that we can do in this climate of more is more. And the first thing we can do is create a culture of openness and support. Leaders can create a culture where employees feel comfortable discussing mental health and well-being concerns without a fear of stigma or retribution. This can be done by actively promoting open and supportive communication channels and being transparent about mental health and well-being resources available to employees. Leadership can also provide mental health and well-being resources. Leaders can provide employees with access to mental health and well-being resources, such as an EAP, an Employee Assistance Programme, counselling services or online mental health resources. These resources can help employees address mental health concerns and prevent burnout. Leaders can also encourage work-life balance. Leaders can encourage employees to maintain and sustain that work-life balance by promoting flexible working hours, encouraging employees to take time off when needed and modelling healthy work-life boundaries. Leaders can prioritise employee wellness by offering wellness programmes, fitness classes, meditation sessions or wellness challenges. These programmes can help employees reduce stress, improve their physical health and foster a sense of community within the organisation. And leaders can recognise and reward. And so that's really important because in order to promote a positive work environment and increase employee motivation, we can bring in rewards and recognition. Now, this can be done through regular performance evaluations, peer recognition, or bonuses and incentives. Leaders can also address underlying organisational issues. Leaders can address issues that contribute to burnout, such as workload, lack of control, poor communication. By addressing these issues, leaders can help to prevent burnout and promote well-being and put that forward. If an organisation is experiencing high turnover, it might be that there are some of these issues that need to be looked at. It's really important to remember that recovery from burnout is a process and it might take time. However, with the right support, the right strategies, it is possible to overcome burnout and improve physical and emotional well-being. Thank you very much.